0: 54321. Welcome back to the Fever Pitch
1: podcast. I'm your co host, Brian. And I'm Dan. You. And then we also have Zay. <laughs> Welcome back, Zay. Happy to be back.
0: Happy to be
2: back.
0: Happy to be back. Sir. All right. We got a lot of football that happened this week. Talk to me, Dan.
1: All right, so opening day was this past Thursday. We had the defending Super Bowl champs the Kansas City Chiefs facing off against the, some might say, the New Lions. Mm, and the New Look Lions. The New Look Lions. And Jared Goff went in went ahead and got another W over Patrick Mahomes. Um, it seems like whenever these two matchup, it's always a classic. They had the they had a historic Monday night showdown when Jared golf was a Ram and he ended up getting the getting the W by three and now this past Thursday. In the a, m in the game, he came out with the W again, twenty-one to twenty. Um Hey man, I called it. I called this is true. This is true. They did in fact call that. This is true. I would say in this matchup, uh the Lions draft class really 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 made a serious impact very early in the in the season, to say the least. So, what are the um,
0: pieces that you really think are really helping him here?
1: So, in addition to... Well, surprisingly, I believe they drafted Jameer Gibbs with like a top 15 pick. And typically, running backs don't go in the first round. Jameer Gibbs was the second running back taken after um, B. John Robinson from Atlanta. And he... I'm at 60 yards in tandem with David Montgomery, who also had 74 yards and a touchdown. So the backfield put up over 100 yards combined. And then through the air, Jerry Golf was distributing to the likes of Amal Ross St. Brown, who had uh, 71 yards on a TD. And then Sam Porter, a rookie out of I believe Iowa, also had a few catches as well. On defense, um Brian Branch and Jack Campbell. Where some of the rookies from this past draft class, Brian Brian Branch had a fifty yard house call, that oh. really, yes, he got a pick and took it to the crib and really set the tone for. It was the nail of the in the coffin for the Chiefs, and Jack Campbell made a few, made some crucial tackles as well. So all in all, in all, is definitely looking like the pieces are, are operating in full flat in full force and. Opening your season with a W against a defending chance is a is a very big statement. But the yeah, real
0: question here I is:
1: know, I don't know if the uh, the viewers watched the game, but
2: Gibbs was the best player on the field every time he got on there, and he only had nine touches. So the Lions are actually going to be trouble once you start getting you know twenty one carries, thirty carries. They're going to be trouble. That they, that go ahead. What they in the NFC the AFC?
1: NFC uh North.
2: Yeah. They're gonna be very trouble. When Gibbs gets those twenty carries, thirty carries, it's gonna be very dangerous. So him and the Brown. They can win the they can win a lot of games. They won yeah. a
1: lot of games. It, it it's appearing that way. And then on defense, they definitely um they definitely revitalize the secondary. They lost Jeff Kudib but brought in Cam Sutton from uh Pittsburgh. They also brought in Chauncey Gardner-Johnson from the Eagles, and he made a couple crucial plays, a few uh, crucial pass breakers as well. So it's definitely looking like the Lions are, could be a force to be reckoned with. A lot of people um, have been on in the playoffs right now, too. Yes, I wouldn't put it past them. I feel like they can. The, the fight for the North is a, is a little closer than I thought going, going into week one. It's a little more close than I had initially projected. But, but so but so far, do
0: you think that this game was more of a line success or a
1: failure on the Chiefs part? It I would say it's it's a tandem. It's what what they say, uh luck is on preparation meet to opportunity or something like that. It's a combination of two things. You stay ready, you see the order to get ready. Mm. I think the lions were a little more prepared going into this game, coming in as the underdogs on the road. You can't really disappoint. And in all actuality, if you keep it close, that's a win. Cause I think they were favored to lose by seven or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. Uh prior to Kelsey being ruled out, I think the line moved a little bit, but they were still they may have been slight favorites, but I know they were underdogs. Someone Kelsey was missed as healthy. But so seeing seeing them come out to pull out a win in convincing fashion on by seeing their offense and defense really show out. This early in the season, hopefully, there's something for you. We can see for weeks to come.
2: Who did we pick last week for the win that division? We picked the Vikings, I, I believe think. so. Yeah, after watching, no, I still like the Vikings. The lads watching
1: game, The Lions definitely could win it. They definitely, I think, yeah, I, I the think sure. they might tie with Green Bay for the second. Great, yeah, Green Bay's pretty good too, for sure. Bears, uh, looking like the old bullshit Bears. Well. There's still more to be seen, so you could be right, you could be wrong. Yeah. Talk to me, Ryan. So, uh, now that I'm looking
0: at it right, mm-hmm. even when I was watching the game, the receiver performance by the Chiefs was completely abysmal. Specifically, uh, Kadarius Toney, Um, I believe he should be put it on injured reserve. Um, oh, man. He clearly has lost his hands. Um, z- what zero catches? I believe
1: correct. Yes, he had a total of I think two touches that collectively the William like negative one yard all altogether. Because I think he had the tackle for he was tackled for loss on so like a on like a sweep or something.
0: So he so was that- basically out there just running around.
1: Yeah, you could say so. I think he had one catch for one yard and then one rush for negative one yards. Mm. So collectively, the nothing. Wow. Uh I mean, Pat, yeah, part, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh Patrick Mahomes was the leading rusher for the Chiefs in that week in that uh matchup. So they definitely were not really able to utilize the run game in comparison to the Lions. And it showed. It definitely did show. And I want to
0: note right here that this is pretty similar to the situation that Lamar has had to deal with for a few years uh, a lacking receiver core, and you gotta tote the ball yourself. So I don't want to be hearing from Chiefs fans, "Oh, he needs help," things of that nature. When Lamar, all these years, he made it to the playoffs and he's had a winning record his whole career in these same circumstances. So it's time that's for Mahomes to show great. how he's well, how well,
1: use? well, well, to offer some pushback. Um, I compare these QBs like they're the same. They're let's, the same. let's not even let's let's move out the QBs for now. Let's offer yeah. let's and If you take if you take last year's Ravens and then take away Mark Andrews, your offense is completely different. Yes or no? It is. Okay, and now if you take last year's Ravens before you are traded for Roquan Smith, your defense is still. One of the more premier defenses, but in the absence of Roquan Smith, you get better. Or, uh, pardon me, Roquan Smith. You get better or worse? We get better. You get better in the absence of Roquan Smith. Oh, you said the absence? No, we yes. get worse. Okay, so now let me, let me flip it now. Fast forward to this past Thursday on the offense. Uh, Travis Kelsey is by far weapon number one for the Kansas, for the Kansas City Chiefs. He was not there. Now defense, Chris Jones, by far, defensive weapon number one. D Lyman was holding out and did not play. Also, um, ironically enough, the Ravens got a new OC. Y'all got Todd Monken. I believe what right, prior to Tom Munkin, y'all had a uh, Greg Roman. Yes. And unfortunately. I believe and I feel like oh see, he took the he, unfortunately, whenever I say Greg Roman, so now um Kansas City has no has one from Airbnb. To Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy was a, he was previously a, a quarterback's coach, and he was previously the head coach of the Bears. And when he was the head coach of the Bears, the quarterback was Mitchell Trubisky. So, <laughs> oh, it is not, of course, it's a shock to some. It could be a Super Bowl hangover, but there are definitely pieces that contributed to the loss. And mind you, it was only a one point loss. Okay, so. so... So with all of that in mind,
0: so it's not on Mahomes, it's on their front office because oh, 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 oh. they knew Tyreek Hill was departing. They knew they weren't going to pay that man.
1: And they put uh-huh. their faith
0: in Kadarius Tony and they traded who who did they trade in order to to get Kadarius Tony? A couple of maybe one or two picks. Right. So, they really... So, Kadarius Tony is supposed to be your receiver one, right? It's really receiver by committee. Receiver by committee. So, there's really no receiver who essentially kind of caters to that Mahomes play style of throwing the ball deep, essentially. Sans Travis Kelsey, yes. Sans Travis... Well, he wasn't in this game. Right. So... What do you think this team needs? Who do you think they need to pick up? What do you think they need to do in order to make sure that Mahomes has the necessary weapons for him to be successful?
2: Well they we, go grab Mike Evans and Kelsey's heavy. Kelsey's healthy. They go grab Mike Evans from the the Bucks. You know, they just go grab a number of wide receiver. They should be fine.
1: That is something that I wasn't thinking about previously, but now that you mentioned it, I could see that happening. Um Mahomes is a Texas kid. Mike Evans is a Texas kid, so there may be some rapport there. And yeah, that's a possibility. I feel what Kadarius Tony is definitely a better wide receiver two than he is a wide receiver. he is a wide receiver one. So that would help the offense massively if they were able to win Mike Evans by chance. Kadarius Tony was drafted by the Giants in the first round. In 2021, he was number two. He was 20th overall uh, at the University of Florida. He was traded this past season for a third round pick and a sixth round pick. That third round pick and they're getting traded. Uh I, I can get the details on that later. But yes, Kansas City got Kadarius Tony for a third rounder and, and a sixth rounder. Um, so regardless of whether or not he is no longer uh, up to speed or things of that nature, he did miss a lot of preseason and camp. So he could be just getting his legs under him. He won the first round for a reason. So there's definitely talent there. I feel like the best place you could be to fully uh, cultivate that talent is in the Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes system. I
0: hope so for his sake.
1: Yeah, hey, he got a ring. I think he's fine. He, he he definitely kind of goes on social media, but I think he's just, just going to lock in and block out all the noise.
0: Oh, definitely after what season opener, you definitely got to lock in for week two. That part. Hopefully they're getting close to a, a contract with Chris Jones.
1: Yes, that was actually a re- – so. it's like right after that game. Yeah, I think it maybe – like
2: a day after that game.
1: Oh, are you serious? Pretty it's much. One, it's only a one year though. It's yes, year. he kind of – so in the 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 supposed struggle for a deal, you would think was pointless because I think he ended up signing a one year deal for maybe eleven million, not eleven million, but like, I think like a little bit above market value. Really? So he still so he still doesn't have a long term deal currently. He's on the one year deal, and is that for what an extension to next season? No, it's this season, I believe. Oh, yeah, I'm not. I'm so, not sure what. what so he was currently a
0: free. He was a free agent essentially. This.
1: I think he was. Wait, no, I'm. I'm not in a spoken. I think he was going into the last year of his deal. Oh, also, the him a one-year signed. extension. Yes. Um, I'm pulling the, the details now. Chris Jones, defensive tackle, defensive end for the Kansas City Chiefs, agreed to a. Chris Jones. <clears throat> you know, we see we saw this the sequel. He agreed to a similar one year one year contract. And yes, yeah, so Chris Jones agreed to a one-year deal worth up to $25 million with incentives. So I believe he have, he effectively netted more money via performance, but it's still a one-year deal nonetheless. So I'm sure it works out for him because he agreed to it, but I'm not sure what the bridges he can get tagged that ne- he can get tagged next next year. So this can just be a cycle given the circumstances of the contract.
0: Yeah, it's it seems like they're gonna try and like tag him or do something of that nature.
1: Yes. So he he, he lost money because he didn't play he didn't play week one. Yeah. So he, he was doing 19.5 M's and because of fines and not, and the game check, you've been selling on about a million dollars and there's playing and performance based incentives. he can reach to accumulate up to two, 2.25, 3.25, five, five, and a quarter million dollars on top of the 19.5. So it's worth up to $25 million, but, I mean, I'm not sure how. Anyway, whatever works, I guess. Yeah. The Chiefs are better with him than without him, so you got him on the field. That's true. That's
0: true. But let's pivot a little bit. Talk to me about what's been happening in college.
1: Oh, man. Um, that and Deion Sanders. Uh Skip Baylor really said Tom Brady and Deion Sanders, he refuses to bet against. And I think I'm about to follow suit <laughs> because uh in the so in uh redeem a rival a rivalry, a rivalry game, uh the Colorado Buffalo's really put a weapon on the corn huskers. Um uh-huh. they won by twenty two points. And the expectation was it would be a close game. They won by twenty two. Matt Rule was coaching at Temple and then he went to the Car- the Carolina Panthers and now he's back in college. He obviously is not the best coach because it's kinda interesting that um you're a former NFL head coach and you just got smacked upside your head by a Pac twelve school with very low expectations. Um uh, prior to this matchup, Colorado had beaten Nebraska three times so the in this rivalry that has the longest active streak. Um, To go into detail on the stats, Shadour Sanders threw for nearly 400 yards, had three total touchdowns, and Travis Hunter had three catches for 73 yards on offense and four tackles on defense. Wow. Yes. So uh, the the Buffs are now 2-0. I believe they're facing... uh, Oregon next, I'll check that. But I believe the the next matchup is Oregon for their third game. I think and you're right.
0: And then following that, they play USC. And that is going to be a big game.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Caleb Williams versus uh Shadur Sanders. Yeah. That'll definitely be a big game. For sure. And then on top of that this week as well, I believe – Alabama lost to Texas.
1: I believe you're right. Um, I'm trying to remember the quarterback's name for Alabama.
0: His Uh-oh.
1: name is skipping me, but um, you know Nick Saban is still Nick Saban, so it's it's hard to count him out. So this was a, definitely a shocker to most most college most college football followers, especially losing by ten points. Um, Texas is now two and zero, but Quinn Ewers is definitely a great prospect. So I won't say it's a big shot because they definitely have some pieces in that Texas offense. Quinn Ewers, uh, Xavier Xavier Worthy, the wide receiver, amongst amongst others. So yeah, I think it just it just shows you know any given Saturday, even it's not just any given Sunday. Given these stats, uh, Xavier Worthy, Jatavian Sanders. And Adam and Mitchell combined for nearly, uh, nearly three hundred yards amongst the three of them, collectively in the receiving game, and then there was over a hundred yards rushing collectively by Texas. So it was definitely a big showing. Uh, Alabama definitely tried to uh storm up a comeback, but they got outscored by thirteen points in the fourth quarter, which was definitely the seat, the nail in the coffin on that front.
0: Yeah, and then a lot of people have been saying, "Uh, the QB for Alabama, uh, Jalen Milrow, he's just not ready for this big of a stage."
1: Yes, I believe he's a he may be a true freshman.
0: Yeah, that that's probably what it is
1: because it. he threw for
0: two fifty five, with two touchdowns, two interceptions, and that's simply just not enough when you get to the. SEC and especially are playing on this large of a stage, especially for Alabama when they have that history of excellence and essentially all their QBs going in the first round of the NFL draft?
1: Yes. Okay, so it appears he's a redshirt sophomore. Um, He's thrown a total of 60 passes prior to this college football season. Wow. So, I mean, granted he has thrown for six touchdowns prior to this season, so he definitely has the Capability. I just think you may need some time to get into the get into the mode of I'm the guy now. Keep you on vibes if that makes sense.
0: Definitely. Do you think that this is the end of the Crimson Tide
1: era? I can't say that for a fact. I think. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> I can't say that <laughs> for a fact. <laughs> Go ahead, Zay. It's always, it's always
2: roll tide, bro. They had a bad game. Texas is good though, so they just had a bad game, bro. I still gotta win uh, they call it yeah, they the uh the college football playoff. Yeah,
1: yeah. I've been winning the netty.
2: Yeah, they just, they just can't they just can't lose another game. You know how high it is. Makes sense. You got you basically gotta go, <laughs> exactly. got go undefeated to make that exactly
0: exactly with the loss. I don't know if they'll even make the playoffs. Um, because what last time they, they had one loss no, last year. Not, bro. They had one loss last year and um I think another team had one loss and they favored the other team. Um I think Alabama nearly has to be nearly flawless each year in order to make the the playoffs. Yeah, but I I'm not
1: But wait, oh yeah, Ryan,
0: did the is the restructuring of the college football playoffs happening this year or is that sometime in the future?
1: I believe it's in the future. Okay. The conference is the one that yeah, I don't think that's been put into action yet. Um but it's definitely something it's sight to see. Uh USC also played this past Saturday, I believe against um it was on Fox. Stanford. Next, Stanford. Stanford, yes. It was a California California matchup on the late night. And yeah, they came out with the W Cable Williams continues to do cable Williams things. Mm-hmm. Um so I can't really say too much on that front. Besides, this man is definitely—he might be a man amongst boys out there. So that should—that uh you that that matchup against Colorado will definitely be must see TV. I can't wait for it.
0: Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and that'll definitely be a game that's very devi- d- defining for uh, both. Uh,
1: Shaduri Sanders and Caleb Williams. Absolutely, yeah, I would agree. I can, I couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. Um, and there'll be a lot of star talent out there. You know, you got Jerry Rice's son Brendan Rice. You got the Sanders Warriors. You got Travis Hunter. So there's definitely a lot of uh legendary progeny out there. So seeing the next generation of greats to face all this early in their in their football careers would definitely be exciting to see.
0: Most definitely. On a on a more local note, uh, UMD is undefeated. Oh, where? yeah, we're currently two and zero. Uh, th- wow. And this week they uh, on Friday they'll be playing UVA.
1: Hmm, versus like Talia might end up going through you know, by Saturday. Mm-hmm. Definitely seems like he's making the case. You know, Tal Talia was I believe he was also he was a transfer from Alabama. He was. So I think he maybe just kind of. He's been breathing his own path up until this point. You know, his brother is doing it. His big brother's doing it on the professional side. He's doing it on the collegiate side. So it's definitely nice to see um, the tag, the tag, to a tag, the tag, the tag, 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 tag of my Lord. thank you. Those two brothers just, just putting on uh master classes in the college and the professional levels.
0: Yes, sir. It's definitely a great thing to see out there.
1: Absolutely. Um, but we sp- we spoke about tour, and that just kind of brings me to just thinking about week one of that large. So we could start you. with the we could start with the Dolphins Chargers, but you can direct us. Where do you where do you want to start, Brian? Um, I think that's
0: a good place to start because that was an electric game
1: okay. to say the least. Um, we've been saying it for a while. But I think every time we say it, we don't say it enough. Tyreek Hill is the most dangerous man in football. And he'll we trust. And he'll we trust. Um, I don't think we will ever see an offensive talent like Tyreek Hill for some time now. Um, And he claims that he's retiring at the end of his current contract. And if that's the case, he should be our first ballot Hall of Famer he without most even playing, without Absolutely. even breaking, um, in this in this matchup against Tua and uh, Justin Herbert, you know, both in that 2020 draft class, often it's it's viewed as the Roethlisberger breeze Rivers effect, where they're just gonna always be linked to one another because they were drafted in the same year. Um, the Dolphins definitely came out with the W. Uh, it was it was. A sight for sure. I think Tariq Hill finished with over two hundred yards and one to two touchdowns. And
0: I got the stat line for you right here: eleven receptions, two hundred and fifteen yards,
1: and two touchdowns. Oh my goodness! And that's only week one. He's on. He claims he's on the mission to finish the season with two thousand yards. And they are sending the tone like that. It's like, what? What else can we expect? Um. Yeah, man. One one of a kind talent, generational talent for sure.
0: Absolutely. And uh let's not let's not underscore who was throwing him the ball as well. Uh Tua had four hundred and sixty-six yards, three touchdowns and one interception.
1: Yes, it's definitely it definitely appears like within the past two years, Mike McDaniel has really taken this offense and really injected it with some serious pressure. For lack of other words, it's definitely looking like one of the most high power offenses, a lot of speed and a lot of premier talent, uh, in the backfield outside the numbers and that and that QB. So, and on top was, of that,
0: mm-hmm. to a move to being a front runner for in the MVP race
1: again, yes, absolutely. Uh, what we saw last year, throw for six TDs and one the one at the top of the season, so. He may be uh he, he may be Mr. September at this point. Cause it's looking like when it comes to the earlier when it comes to early in the year too, it just shows out on the highest uh stages. Absolutely.
0: But you did mention something that I do think we should discuss. You said Tyreek Kill was the most dangerous man in football. Is that Absolutely. What do you think
2: I mean. I don't think – it's not many defenses out there that can stop Tyree Hill and Jay Waldo on the same offense. I think in the NFL right now, there's only probably like two, three max defenses, corner combinations that can really handle that type of speed just in general. So, yeah. I think the Dolphins like a top three, top four team in the NFL right now.
1: Absolutely. It's It's hard to disagree. Yeah, it's hard to disagree with that given what we've already seen. Yeah.
0: All right, but well, let's pivot from here, guys. Um, let's talk about this Vikings game. What happened?
2: Oh boy, who was <laughs> the Vikings? uh
1: Vikings versus who? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Everybody not
2: a fan of Baker? But let me yeah, say, I'm be first to tell you, Baker's a dog. He's gonna go out there and get every time. He's a dog. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He can go out there. He can go out there and work every time. He dog him. is. He a, says the bottom. Dog, dog is, is a is a bit of an overstatement.
1: Dog is subject is sub, subjective. I'll say he's going I'll,
2: to throw his shoulder into you, and buck at you,
1: and then I'll say shot. I'll say, I'll say Baker Mayfield is never satisfied. Um, that's what I'll say. You know, former number one overall pick. I he was a, he was either a Texas Tech walk on or a Oklahoma walk on or both, but. He he's known to take he take he doesn't he doesn't ask for opportunities to take some and I mean this is his fourth team in two years but he's a, he's still a, start, a starting QB in the NFL despite it all so it's hard to it's hard to argue with that he finished uh week one with the with a W even even if it was right the way he came out with a with a road W. Uh, 173 yards and two TDs, and yeah, I mean, you know, do a TD on Mike Evans, and they also do a TD to Trey Palmer, so it's definitely looking like um, Baker's here to stay at least for this year.
0: Do you guys think this is the beginning of a Baker Mayfield comeback?
1: It could I, be.
2: I absolutely think I absolutely am a fan of Baker Mayfield. I think his situation, and um, what was it? What did he go the Browns? Just, right this here. wasn't a situation for him. Uh, if, if you watched like the last year, you know the uh the last of uh, last season when he was with the Rams, you saw like what he could do. You know because he had he had receivers, he had the, like line. You know he got out of that situation he was in. He's
1: a good QB. He's better than a couple QBs in the league right now. It's hard to argue with that. I believe he, it's hard to argue with that. I believe he's done a one year deal. So I think the this season could be. A, I think Tampa Bay is saying if we like what we see, we'll bring you back. But if not, we'll probably draft the guy. So I think either way, it's he definitely has something to prove.
0: Absolutely. So tell me what happened with the Vikings here. Um, I think we a lot of us chose them as the the favorite for this week, right? Yes, yes. Yeah,
2: that's the, um, I like the Vikings, bro. I like the Vikings. The Vikings is a good team, right? The Vikings going to win you 10 games, they going you not games a year. That's just what they do. They're going to games. I just think they could make sure they, just, uh, they wanted the game more than
1: Kirk Cousins. That's just certainly what it was. It's hard to disagree with that. I believe I Justin that. Jefferson only had two, maybe even one target in the second half after going nuclear in the first half. Yeah,
0: you so, had 150 yards for nine receptions.
1: So whether it was bad play calling on offense or great adjusting on defense, but it definitely seems like uh, the power that, the powers that we is intent of tall bowls and them really found a way to take him out of the put out of the game plan, and you can see that um that really impacted the Vikings offense. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, you still have a r- rookie Jordan Addison from uh, USC along with T.J. Hawkinson. But it seems as though the focus was on Justin Jefferson and isolating him from the offense really showed to be a key con- contributor. Also, um, well, Baker had zero interceptions while Kirk Cousins still one. So when you win the turnover battle, it's kind of hard to lose the game. So
0: That is true. That is true. Do you guys think that Kirk Cousins is overrated?
1: Absolutely. I think Kirk Cousins. Go ahead, Zay.
2: Kirk Cousins, you'll. He's Kirk Cousins, bro. He's gonna give you not a ten wins, and he, he can't win you a playoff game, you know. And if he, he, he's streaky, he can go, he can be streaky, and he can, he can, he can mess around and win a Super Bowl if he wanted to, you know. He just gotta be at the right time, right time, right place, right time. You know, Every, he's not, he's not a bad QB. I think he's like also better than a couple QBs in the league type thing. It's just you know, middle of the pack. Viking things, yeah, it's Viking things. You know, like,
1: everything, everything my brother just says is one hundred one hundred percent accurate. Um, I was I was just going on to say, Kirk Cousins is—he's a bag of Doritos. You know, whenever you need something, you want to get something to eat real quick. You know, if you get the nacho cheese Doritos, you'll you'll be solid. But there's definitely chips that are better, and there's definitely chips that are worse. Exactly. Um, he's a bag of Doritos. Mm.
0: Well said, well said. Well, we got a lot of teams to cover, guys. Talk to me, Cardinals, Commanders.
1: Um not too much. Not too much to say. Go ahead. No, man. Let the, let the commander fan talk. Dan, go ahead. I am a representative and a fan. I just I just <laughs> I just you know I follow players. not too much to say. Um I would be very disappointed if you lose to Josh Dobbs. Uh Josh Dobbs is a te- he's you know, he's an he's an NFL quarterback, but he's been only like four teams in two years. So he got traded. Like he's been in the Cardinals offense for maybe a week, so I would have been very disappointed if he was able to drum up a debut against uh, Washington's defense. But hey, he almost did. We only won by they only won by three, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Despite he did not play too well, I think our defense gave him a hard time. But uh, Sam Howell didn't look too bad either. I think Sam Howell had a pick. It was either a pick or a fumble, but I think he also had uh, a passing and a rushing touchdown. I could be wrong. I know that the offense was definitely... um, It didn't look too bad. It was a very low-scoring game, which is kind of surprising. So either the Cardinals start competing or the Commanders aren't serious. (laughs) Um, Terry McCoy did not play in this week one matchup, so I'm sure with his addition the offense will be revamped, but at the at the end of the day, uh, this post Snyder post Snyder commanders era starts off in the uh, W column.
0: Yeah, well said. Um, do you expect there to be any type of production from the Cardinals this year?
2: No, nah, um, I, I think it's sink. I think it's sink for uh, what's his name, Caleb Williams? That's his name, right, Dan Yeah, yeah, Caleb Williams.
0: I think it's the I think Caleb Williams expected to declare this year. I thought he was taking another year. So, like it's just-
1: up, it's up, so it hasn't been confirmed. The the most people have said that he's looking to declare, but his father said um it's contingent on who's picking at number one.
0: <laughs> so so he might be staying another year. That's what you're saying. Ab- absolutely. All right. All right. Well, let's get this over with. Let's talk about the Giants Cowboys game.
2: Ah, uh, Giants Cowboys game. Oh uh, I said if you if you go back and you go back in um, Go back and listen to the, the podcast previous from the next one. I said the Cowboys, you know, obviously, was going to win. I, I, I was generous, only gave us about a touchdown, but 40, 40. Oh my God. Gave him a donut. Gave him a donut. Jesus. Gave him a donut on Sunday night football. On the road. On the road. A complete game. That's what you call a complete game. Yesterday. I mean, Sunday. The best team in football. I, don't, I really don't understand. It's the best team in football out there on the field at that right now. As of right now. I think Dallas Cowboys is the best team in football. And I said it previously. If you listen to the other podcast, I said it his Best team in football. You know, take we gonna take the one week at a time. I'm real, real humble because we got just this week. You know, but you know, you know, we keep playing like defense like this. I don't think the one, everyone just gonna be running around, right, running for their lives. You know, you know, Dakin had to throw. Dakin had to do anything. He he simply had didn't have to do anything, and we won by forty.
0: And that's where he plays his best football. Nope. Let's stop.
1: You I see do, this crazy. No, ho <laughs> I do. I do think um you guys have when Dak has to do less, I think you guys will win more. Um yeah. in the I, I recall especially especially in the run game, I think y'all are like twenty four and two when y'all run more than y'all pass yeah. or something like that. So
2: And this is why I like Mike McCarthy. Calling the plays, you know, we switched from that. We switched from that, uh, you know, uh, it, like that flex, that flex, you know, spread type of offense to a more West Coast where we're just doing quick slants, the ball's getting out of hand fast, and we're going to run it out your throat. Tony Powell's gonna to get like 100 yards a game almost. And it was raining that day, you know, it wasn't though no, he, he couldn't stick, you know, we getting turpin in there a lot. We getting, um, dudes got in the game. It's gonna be a very scary season, you know, you know. Oh man, Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I love Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks, C.D. Lamb. Michael Gallagher, they got one, one target. He didn't complete anything. He got one target, but they didn't complete anything. But we really, we did, the Office didn't have to do anything. When well, the office don't have to do anything, you go up there and score 40 points. Jesus Christ. I mean, Super Bowl team right there. Only other teams I see. I mean, we'll talk about that. Other teams, like, you know, who's like, you know, we'll do the power rankings later, I guess, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll I mean, that. the
2: real talk of the town, though,
0: is your guys' defense. Defense
2: number one. I, no no, you know, not being biased or anything. Defense is the best defense in the league. You know, next to you know, 49 is what you would talk about later, I'm sure. 49 yeah, I'm sure. A great defense. I think it's one it could go one A, one B.
1: I'm cool with that, you know. But definitely as of as of right now, um I think that's a safe I think that's a safe stance to have. Uh you got Gillian Diggs in the secondary. You got Michael Parsons in the at linebacker, and J, y'all still got Javon Curse, right?
2: Yep, J. all Curse, and that was that was without our safety. That was like we didn't even. Oh my god! Oh, this, oh god! Yo, I just can't wait to. I was, I was waiting for this week. You know, I think I think this week would have been a test, but sadly, and Rogers had to go down last night. We'll talk about that later, though. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it definitely seems like the Cowboys are. And dare I say it, this might be all year. Uh, thanks, Brian. You got anything to say, Brian? <laughs> um, I, I
0: would say definitely say you guys had a very good performance to start out this season. Um, I definitely just got to see what Dag does when he faces adversity because you guys just steamrolled the Giants. What happens when he actually has to throw the ball some more? What mm-hmm. happens when the pressure comes on him? Because we saw versus the 49ers, um, in the past that that's where. He's he sort of kind of fumbles for things and you guys lost time on that clock.
2: It's a different type of offense. If you watch the offense, which is and, why I be starting him with more fantasy, it's and more, that's
0: why I'm willing to wait and see. It's more right?
2: of a it's more of a what's that? What's his name? What's his name? It's like I forgot Sean Payton, like how is like it's more slants, quick routes, you know, five routes, getting open. Run and, first short wow. passes. No, it's it's like short passes run, more like that, short passes run. Okay. West Coast type of vibe, you know. Okay. So it's not gonna you be no know, more deep balls unless we hit our deep ball and play action. So it's
1: very safe. Very safe. So is it is it is it fair to say that Dak has become a uh, game manager?
2: Yeah, I, I always thought game Dak was a game manager, like he, he can go in there, he can make the plays he want to make, you know, he can
1: he can manage the game, you know. All right, well. Yeah, sure. Uh, it seems like you're giving a very ob- objective stance I appreciate that my brother yes. uh yeah y'all won the turnover battle three to zero yeah y'all had a 18 first down and even they didn't even control the ball for the for less than half of the game so they scored 40 minutes they scored 40 points in 26 minutes so it's definitely if this is what could be if this is the standard that is that we're gonna see going forward. I will be worried in the NFC. But, um, you know, it's still Dallas, and, you know, good things don't last for that long. So
2: We will see. We will see. Can't wait. Can't wait.
1: For sure.
0: We'll definitely have to see. All right, let's talk about this Bills-Jets game. Bills,
2: I want people to talk about Josh Allen and dog Josh Allen, how they dog Dak Prescott, because he went out there and did four turnovers, four turnovers on 9-11, you know. Four turnovers on nine level on the battle of New York, you know. He went out there and did four turnovers, three picks. What was it three picks to the well, same person? To the same person. Three picks to yeah, the same person uh,
1: to Whitehead. I believe, I believe Jordan Whitehead is his name. Uh it's yeah, I would I, you know it's it's hard to it's hard to um justify that performance of Buffalo, especially with um um the Dark Knight, Aaron Rodgers turned his Achilles at the top of the game. That was so sad. Yeah. Um, this like, it just definitely me. was not expected to occur, but unfortunately, David Zach Wilson held his own. Yeah. Um yeah. His own. Held
2: his own, for sure. Yes.
1: So I'm not sure. I mean, and even even though, though the Bills fall hard on defense, you know, got the the overtime. Uh, Josh Allen got the field goal in the Sunday game in the overtime, but um, forgot the brother's name, but uh, the punt return and OT to seal the game. That was so. Uh, sick.
2: <laughs> that was a, that, that was,
1: was absolutely bonkers. A way to
2: win a game, just.
0: Are well, talking about uh Xavier Gibson? Xavier Gibson, yes.
1: Um, I, think, I think
2: if it was a Jets fan last night, you experienced every emotional possible. That part. I you experience every emotional possible from the first five snaps to the last snap in overtime. So I like the snapping overtime, the, the kicking, the punt in overtime. I think it was yeah. just, you experience every emotion.
1: Absolutely. Um, but yeah, that was definitely one of the best Monday night football games I've seen. Now, uh, what, what a crazy way to end all week one. Uh, prayers to Aaron Rodgers. It sounds like he's going to come back next year, so I don't think he's he's re- retiring. Based off of what uh the little I've heard from the likes of um uh, Steve Nasman, Adam Schefter, etc. So it's interesting to see what the Jets do at QB. It looks like they're going to stick with the uh, Zach Wilson, but I've heard talks about bringing in the vet by the likes of um. Can do Tom Brady, Colin Kaepernick, etc. So, it, you know,
0: we just have to wait and see. Who do you guys think would be a good fit in this
1: offense at QB? I think Zach Wilson. So, I was thinking about this earlier. He's not here. bad, bro. That Zach, one, Zach Wilson is not bad. And two, he's familiar with everyone on the team already because he was QB one QB last year. I just literally said he wants to, you know, You know, Zach Wilson can ride shotgun for a couple of years and then when it's time for me to hang it up, I'm giving the keys back to him. And we saw a small glimpse of that in the Hall of Fame game where uh, Aaron Rodgers drew up a play that was like a 60-yard completion by Zach Wilson. So there's even the possibility that uh, Aaron Rodgers may dive into the play calling bag a little bit behind the scenes, just kind of nudging him into the young... Third-year pro out of BYU. So, I mean, hey, when the opportunity knocks, you got to answer the door. Absolutely. Well said.
2: What other games were there this weekend?
0: Uh, This week, we also had Bengals versus the
1: Browns. Oh, the Battle of Ohio. Um, well. Browns,
2: put, Browns put the AFC on notice. Sean Watson looked good. Nick Chubb looked good. Olan looked like they were there. defense played well. I think I had the Bengals winning at AFC North, but I definitely think the Browns will win it. You know, this, this, this from like last night, it was also a muddy game. So I could have week one bias to see this week, how they play against the Steelers, another divisional opponent.
1: So, yeah. That part, um, you know, Miles I was good, is one of the most feared, one of the most feared humans in football. And, the Bengals' o line is one of the most poorest, one of the most poorest units in the NFL. It's improved, but um, you know, it's still not what you think it is. So I'm not surprised to see how that game panned out. I saw Miles Garrett mimicking a crossover before uh, getting in the backfield and tackling Joe Burrow. So
0: I saw that too. He was just out there having fun. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's definitely good to see Deshaun Watson back in form. But with the Bengals, I wouldn't count this performance too much against them just because historically in week one, Joe Burrow doesn't really show up. The Bengals aren't really like a week one team. And that's how they usually typically slip under the radar. They'll usually cap catch a loss at the beginning of the season, things of that nature. People will write them off. And that's kind of how they build up slowly throughout the season. And then all of a sudden they're contenders by the end of it. So I wouldn't write them off after this season. I know people's fantasy teams definitely felt it. Those who drafted Jamar Chase and T Higgins, myself uh, getting zero points from T Higgins as my starting wide receiver, but that's not the point right now. But I would definitely look to see a, a bounce back next week. Um, from uh, the Bengals, and I definitely look forward to it as they're going to be up uh, against a very difficult opponent.
1: Oh, for sure. Um, just to just to uh, spin the buck on the Jets real, real quickly. Um, this also this also affects Green Bay because I believe there was a condition in the trade they made with the with with the with the Jets, where I believe Aaron Rodgers had to play a certain number of snaps. For the pick to become a first rounder or something of that nature. And assuming uh, that uh, he's not going to put another snap this year, that pick loses value. So the Packers are definitely feeling the effects even still as well.
0: That's unfortunate. That's really unfortunate for them. But regardless, well, they'll, they'll be all
2: right. While we're talking about the Packers, they played a hell of a game this weekend against the Bears.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, Jordan Love is see the beauty about being able to sit for a year is I feel like the expectations are still low, but you already got the leg up on the competition.
2: Yeah, I think Jordan Love, Love is what the Jets wanted Zach Wilson to be in some way. You know,
1: that's he, a fair, that's a fair stance.
2: He got able he was able to sit a year and watch, and you know, just soaking all the information that. Aaron Rodgers had right and plays great, great. I think got great accuracy, great, Uh, you know, management of the game. I think that's what they wanted to do with Zach. Give him a year to, you know, sit there and just watch like, you know, one of the great Spurs Ballot Hall of Famers go out there and play ball. That's
1: so absolutely, absolutely. 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 Um, and well, you, we kind of see the effects because yeah. whether, whether we want to attribute that to Aaron Rodgers or not. It definitely appears that uh Jordan Love is here to stay. Uh he was he would dialed in. I believe if he threw for over three three hundred yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, three TDs, two hundred and forty-five yards, uh,
0: fifteen yards. for twenty seven. Um, and he also has the highest QBR in the league right now.
1: Well that'll do it. without well, that'll do it for sure. Um as a Romeo Dobbs owner, I appreciate you. Continue to throw to Romeo Dobbs. Um and yeah, I mean I can't really say too much besides that. On oh, he the, gave
0: Romeo Dobbs two TDs.
1: Yes, continue, Oh, you had a good week. Continue well, I still lost, but Romeo Dobbs <laughs> eight. Uh continue to throw it to Romeo Dobbs. We appreciate you over here in the in the fantasy football community. Um on the bear side of things, uh Justin Fields is I feel like the jury is still out.
2: Where is it? No, I'll look at the NFL. I'll looking at the uh, I'll see what games we missed.
1: All it? right, no problem. Yeah, yeah, we got it, we got it. I think the jurors still out on Justin Fields. Um DJ Moore was a ghost out there in his Bears debut, but I don't think that I don't think that'll continue. I think it was just a tough week for, for wide receivers across the league. Amari Cooper was kinda doing a lockup as well. Um it's safe to say, just on the slightest side, these DBs are catching up. I feel like for the for the most most of my life, the wide receivers collectively kinda had a leg up on the DBs, but I definitely think it's it's not as clear as it is nowadays, and we're seeing that in the passing offenses. So yeah. Um despite
0: the Bears performance, do you think this year still has potential to be a a breakout year for Justin Fields?
1: Yeah, I think if you Coupling what he did the last year and bringing in DJ, DJ Moore, bringing in a uh, Deontay Foreman, bringing in uh I feel like they have somebody else in that offense. That's new, but yeah, those two alone, I feel like will definitely make us significant contributions to Justin Fields progress and elevation as a quarterback and drafting the Roshan jobs out of Texas. So definitely bringing him more weapons on the offensive side, uh, bringing in Terrell Edmonds on the defensive side to replace Roquan in addition to the likes of um, Struggle-winning. So I'm sure there's some other pieces on the defensive side as well. It's something to consider. It's something to keep an eye out for, for sure.
0: Most definitely, most definitely. What about you, Zay? What do you think?
2: I uh I think he, I think he definitely started to break out. Yeah, I just don't think um I think it's just just looking at week 1, I don't know. I think he's still just running out of there again, tackle, sack and stuff like that. It'll um,
0: definitely be interesting to look at going forward. But yes. enough about them. Talk to me about the Steelers and 49ers.
2: Well, well, well. 49ers. <laughs> well, I think all the um the question is about Brock Purdy out the window. He's actually a legit QB. Like he's in fact legit... he is relevant. Yeah. I Brad... will
1: I will offer a slight pushback. We have to keep in mind that the uh, the 49ers are rigid with talent all over the offense. You arguably have the, the best running back in football. You have one of the best route runners in football, and you have arguably the best tight end of the wall. So despite all that, and even in college, Brock Purdy played with uh, Breeze Hall, and we see where where Breeze Hall is. So it's hard to assess how good Brock Purdy is, but we can also make light of the fact that he knows how to make use of good weapons. And that's a talent in, in itself. Absolutely. Oh, yes. So um, you know he's still undefeated in the regular season, and he hasn't lost the game he's played the entire of. But I'm sure he will have a few outs this season.
0: Why are you praying on his downfall?
1: I'm not praying on his downfall. I'm I'm assessing the reality. He's a subpar final quarterback, and that NFL defenses are NFL defenses.
0: Tom Brady was almost the, last pick, so yes, okay. Tom
1: Brady went one ninety nine and you know not everyone can be Tom Brady.
0: But is is this is Brock Purdy who is next?
1: It could be, but is is it's yet to be it's yet to be seen. I'm just saying it's already early, so it, we, we What will it take for you to watching. believe
0: in Mr. Irrelevant?
1: Uh if the Niners won the division this year and he throws for 35, 3,600 yards. Um, you might, you might have a booger in me. Okay, uh,
0: that's fair. But let's talk about the unfortunate performance this week from the Steelers.
1: Yeah, man, uh, Kenny Pickett. It <laughs> it it wasn't looking too good. Uh, Deontay Johnson was injured. Pat Pat Frymuth got injured. Uh, I think George Pickens just wasn't really getting you guys in the offense to the degree you would expect. Um, and and if you if you um compare that to how they were performing in the preseason, you would think it's a whole it's a whole other whole nother team out there. Um, I think this is just a bad loss. I think every team, I think every team in the NFL is gonna have a bad loss this year. And I feel like they want to get their bad balls out of the way early, and they're going to use that as fuel for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. I don't think this will be a a uh, sign of what's to come as far as how they fare for throughout the rest of the season. I think they're going to bounce back pretty well. And, yeah, it's, we just got to wait and see. It's looking like Deontay Johnson, though, will be out for a few weeks, so... George Pickens has to step into the wide receiver one role, and I think that's something he's will, he's will, he's willing and able to do. So, he just has to wait and see.
0: Those definitely will have to wait and see. And um, another interesting thing about this week is that uh, Brock Purdy was the last quarterback taken in this draft, and Kenny Pickett was the first.
1: So, it's just oh, interesting well, to see. Yeah, that's a crazy note. I didn't even realize that. I'm sure that went into the scheduling for the schedule makers. So thank you for pointing that out to me. That was, that's a dope note right there.
0: Absolutely. Talk to me about the Saints and Titans.
1: Um, Ryan yeah, Tannehill. Yeah, Derek, Carr, Derek Carr might be him. I don't know. I, I won't say that for a fact, but uh, Ryan Tannehill Oh no! I, Ryan Tannehill has been struggling since I was in middle school. I think he just needs to give it up. But <clears throat> these, what these rookies and young guys take the mantle. Um, don't get me wrong. The Saints have one of the best defenses in the league. I think he's very underrated. And I won't say he played terrible. He did not miss a uh, jig on the TD, and I could have used that TD. But anyway. Uh Ryan Tannehill is definitely just very interesting as far as a talent is concerned. You had DeAndre Hawkins there. You have the arguably the best running back in football, Derek Henry in your backfield. So as as they were discussing being the game manager, it's kind of you're kind of being molded into doing so, especially at this age. You don't have to do too much. Um, the Titans are a very interesting team. Mike Vrabel, isn't yeah? Mike Vrabel. So de- he's a defensive-minded coach. so I think he may need to get a little bit more insight on how to structure his offense. But hey, I'm not too high on the on the Titans. I think by circumstance they're gonna finish second in the in the division. But I still think the Colts and the Texans could definitely jump past them if things go if a few things go in different ways. Do you
0: think Malik Willis will see some snaps this year?
1: I hope so. I think, I think you know he was. There were talks of him getting cut in the preseason. Really? So, yes, but uh, I would hope he just. I want everyone to get the opportunity, so I hope they give him some type of opportunity. And if not, you you can throw out Mayo Manziel if you want to. Uh, yeah, I refer to Will Lewis as Mayo Manziel. Uh yeah, that guy's insane. I don't know why anyone will put me on their coffee. But um, you know, he got like a lifetime, he got like a lifetime deal with, with the Hellmans. So salute to him off the strength of that. But uh yeah, the Titans are an interesting franchise. Um they're claimed to be where old wide receivers go to die. So DeAndre Hawkins is old, and well, he's a Titan now, so he may be the next. Andre Johnson, Randy Moss, uh, amongst others who went to Tennessee late in their careers. Like they didn't really amount to anything. So, hey, that's all we really got.
0: Yeah. Um, talk to me about the Jaguars-Colts.
1: Good game. Good game. Um, Very back and forth. Anthony Richardson looks like he belongs in the NFL.
2: He was the best rookie QB debut by far. He looked like – he looked not – I want to say seasoned, but he looked like he knew what he was doing. Absolutely. Um, and if he
1: didn't
2: get hurt that last – if he didn't get hurt that last drive, I think they would have won the game. You got hurt? Yeah.
1: There. I didn't watch it. Yeah, yeah, he got – he, he, yeah.
2: he, he, he got a little dinged up. I think they just didn't put him back in the game. Hmm. Is he
0: like week to week, or is this like a like a significant injury?
1: No, I think nah. he was already cleared. I just think by the was already cleared. By, yeah, by the time I I feel like he got he got dinged up, and uh, Jacksonville was on the offense, so I don't think he saw the field after that. But I think he'll be fine going forward. But I, yeah. what I will say is though, um, amongst some of the guys in my in my fantasy, in my uh, fantasy, we we were discussing Anthony Anthony Richardson's longevity. And he definitely runs the contact a lot, kind of like Cam Newton, and that that could be a uh, telltale of what, whole what the future holds. I think, uh, it would it, it would suit him more if he can avoid taking these hits a little bit less, and yeah. But I do think he's putting it together very well, and I'm looking forward to see what he does in the week on, for, for throughout the uh season.
0: Most definitely, most definitely. And definitely, I think this will be the year Trevor Lawrence puts the league on notice. He's finally yes. getting some weapons within Calvin Ridley. And it oh, looks Calvin like Calvin
1: Ridley. A... Calvin Ridley would.
0: Yeah. This is gonna this looks like it's gonna be the breakout year for Jacksonville.
1: Calvin Ridley would like he hasn't missed the beat at all. And I'm I'm beating myself up because I had him in my fence the week. I traded him man You Actually, traded Ridley? Yeah, this is during his suspension. You know, I, I I was getting worried. People were saying he was old and a whole bunch of FUD at the end of the day. And I I wish I had held on to him because he looks absolutely phenomenal.
0: Yeah, scared money definitely don't make money in this that situation.
1: Part. The Jazz offense, you know, uh, rookie running back Tank Bigsby. I think he had one or two touchdowns. Travis Deanna got in the ends on as well. So they definitely have weapons on offense, and then on defense, uh, the number one pick from twenty twenty two, Trevon Walker, amongst others. So the pieces are there. As just think, this might be the year they put it together. I do think Doug Peterson is one of the most underrated coaches in the in the league. So, you know, former Super Bowl champion, I think he very much has a capability of steering the ship and putting them in title contention again.
0: Absolutely. Couldn't have said it any better myself. Um, Ram Seahawks. Oh, man. um, We pleasant, all called this game incorrectly, by the way. Uh, we all said the Seahawks were going to win.
1: A pleasant surprise. Hopefully this is more of what's to come from Matthew Stafford. He looks like he's found new life again after he had, like, a neck and an elbow and all types of injuries last year. This past week, he looked like he was just back in his groove. Um, rookie drafty Puka Nakua out of uh, BYU, I believe he went in the fifth round. He, he caught everything, it seemed like. A lot, of the, a lot, a lot was a lot of a lot of the offense went through Puka, and then in addition to uh, Kyron Williams and Cam Acres, the run game was definitely on on par in L. A. So it definitely looks like they're not gonna just lay down and take these L's. They're gonna be competing week in and week out, um, especially to open up your season with a divisional W. You can't it can't get much better than that. So hopefully they can keep with the momentum.
0: Yeah, and it's definitely interesting to see because it felt like going into the season, a lot of people wrote off the Rams. They weren't really expecting too much from them um, and things of that nature. And then for them to have such young prospects who are out there catching the ball at such high velocities and high rates, it seems like that the Rams are still here to stay and still in contention.
1: Most definitely, I will say it's only week one, so things happen. But it definitely looks like Sean McVay and, not, and Sean McVay is definitely not just laying down and just letting people, letting teams walk over the walk all over the ramps. We got to we got to keep in mind this one has, has coached in two Super Bowls in the last five years.
2: Let's wait until
1: they get, like Cooper Cup back. Puka. Hookah, I try to pick him up in
2: fantasy, but sadly, someone I pick him up for me, he's definitely a sleeper. He caught everything that was thrown to him. I'm telling you. Oh, you drafted him? I just tried to pick him up on a waiver because he was on a waiver because nobody knew about him. He was on a waiver, but somebody picked him up in my league. He is... Wait, wait, which, he... league, which league was this?
1: The league we're in, too. The league we're in. I pick up both of my leagues. He's the uh, most added Max. player. He is the most added player in fantasy football right now.
2: I think, you know, Matt go out there and make plays, I think he just... He's like finding. He's he's basically making do what he has, and he's doing very good at that. I think so. Absolutely, is, um, absolutely. You know, we we all thought the Seahawks. I mean, the Seahawks would have a um a great defense, is a great team in overall, and um simply they got smoked. I mean, they were getting yards at the yards each time, each play. I think they were getting like ten yard bombs, five yards, ten yards, fifteen. I don't know.
1: It but definitely. Just, good it. Mm-hmm.
2: This week, one. play next week. I think um, they play Seahawks. They play another good passing team next
1: week. Next week, they got to deal with um, they're
0: playing the pan. No, the, the Lions. Lions. The Lions. Another good
1: oh, team. That's gonna be a good game for sure. That'll be an interesting one. They got to deal with Gibbs. They got to deal with a
2: lot of. So we'll see. We will definitely have to see. It.
0: Um,
1: did we talk about the Raiders Broncos? No, but um I am thoroughly shocked by what I witnessed in that game. Um first of all, I think Jimmy Garoppolo went down with him the first like two or three drives. It wasn't serious, he came back in. And um you know, it's a divisional matchup, so you can't be too surprised with how that turned out. But yeah, I had the Broncos winning. I thought Sean Payton was on the really Jump start this offense and it didn't look that way, at least with week one. They were doing with a few injuries going into going into this game. I, I don't think Jerry Judy played, mm-hmm. but uh, and I think uh, Greg Doster should tight end in. Also went down with an injury. So it's looking like um they're definitely going to have to retool early in the season to hopefully carry out the expectations that Sean Payton have for this team. Uh, you know, I don't think Russ. I don't think Russ played terrible. I think it was a close game. They also won, and I think uh, you know, things just kind of went the Raiders' way in the end.
0: Yeah, I didn't watch this game, but I'll definitely say that I was definitely surprised as well. I definitely was sleeping on the Raiders for sure, for sure. But last. But certainly not least, the Ravens versus
1: the Texans. I realize you 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 held off on that until last. That of I'm course, Monty on Ryan, <laughs> Monty. Of course, uh, I think C.J. Stroud had that the ninth most passing yards for a, in a rookie debut, or something like that. If I'm not mistaken, he had like one of the better games for a rookie QB. I believe we do for two hundred forty two yards and he caught a pass. Yeah, he caught a pass on himself. Not too many people, not not too many people are doing that, especially in their first game. Um I mean they all kind of some they all kind of not kind of it all ended up being in a losing effort, but it, it appears like he showed signs of promise or what's to come. Uh I'll let the resident Ravens feel go into go into more detail absolutely watching this game especially if we talk about the first
0: half it was definitely more on the ravens part feeling out the game and seeing what the new look texans were going to look like their defense is definitely one to look out for on um, this uh upcoming season mm-hmm. as um i'm blanking on the name of who exact who it was but it was it was the player that they drafted
1: this um, past year
0: or yeah this i think it was will anderson
1: will anderson yeah defensive man
0: yeah, Will Anderson. Yeah, that that guy right there, he is special. He is definitely special. Yeah. He was On a Ravens game? Yeah. Yes.
2: They looked it like trash. All right,
0: let's stop it. Because <laughs> tell you, if you, if you watched the game. Well, the
2: first, it looked it like
0: the first Martin. half was a feel out, but the second half, that's when the Ravens started taking their stride. Right. We're working with a new offensive coordinator. So we're retooling, and definitely in this era, it's more about Lamar having more freedom to control the offense and do more and design plays in his particular way and style. And we're definitely moving away from the Greg Roman style of doing things that everybody kind of got used to.
1: Do you um, think – I know I know. Uh, Andrew's in play, but do you think this offense is more suited to – do you think he'll be a more more of a benefactor in this offense in comparison to to uh, Greg Roman?
0: Uh, re- repeat the beginning part.
1: Do you think uh Mark Andrews will will have more success in this offense in comparison to Greg Romans? I think Mark Andrews will still see about the same level of success
0: because, um, he's still definitely one of our top receivers despite having Zay Flowers. Um mm-hmm. definitely this week it was more focused on Zay Flowers. Um got a little bit of Bateman and uh Beckham in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um but definitely in the coming weeks, expect to see the more more of those mid distance passes and long range passes that Lamar was putting on showcase last year versus the Colts.
2: Um it's two years ago. <laughs> no, I honestly mm-hmm. don't oh. it as a winning you know, I don't you think they can, I don't think they can win a lot of games at AFC. I um think I think they, you're incorrect. They just don't look like the, they did that week one, they didn't look like a team that can go out there and win a playoff game. That's just not, me. I
1: I won't lie, I have been winning a lot of games, but I think y'all were kinda of in the in the a, a punch off with the Texans and I was I wasn't I wasn't expecting that. I did but I did. Because-
0: like, I go there a game? But let's also keep in mind, this is a new look Texans team. Nobody knew how this Texans team was going to look coming into the season. And we also sustained a lot of injuries during this game as well. We lost J.K. Dobbins for the season. And we have a couple of players that are week to week, things of that nature. Tyler Linderbaum, he also went down. That's our starting center. Uh, Ronnie Stanley also sustained an injury as well. So... We're looking to have Mark Andrews come back this upcoming week, but he's still day-to-day, depending on how he's performing in practice. But the defense looks stellar. We had Roquan Smith just cleaning up, also getting a sack there. Patrick Queen was so good that he's been drug tested twice in the past seven days. (laughs) I'll do do it. it. They're like, this guy is so good that he has to be doing drugs. He has to be taking PEDs.
1: That'll do it, man. That'll do it. Well, I definitely have been winning a lot of games this year. So, I mean, you all also a good start, I guess. Yeah. Start.
0: Okay. But let's talk about how we all did during these week one predictions. So... I think. wait, What do you going to say? I was uh, going go, go ahead. Oh, yeah. During these predictions, Dan fared the best. He went... 10 for 16 with uh his primarily incorrect ones being the Chiefs, Bills, Vikings, uh, Steelers, Broncos, and Seahawks. I I followed him short behind. I was I was 50-50 with my guesses for this um this week, with uh the notable upsets that I picked out being the Jets and the 49ers. And Zay was, what was it? Seven for sixteen. He was one behind me, and his notable upsets were the Raiders. And, um, yeah, the, the Raiders specifically, and the,
1: and the Lions. He the and Lions. the
0: Lions, yes, and the Lions. So, going into week two, what do you who do you guys have?
1: Um, if you can, re- if we could run through these, uh, oh yeah, we nice can just go line by line, on. and then
0: we can each say who we got.
1: Yeah, go ahead.
0: All right, Vikings, Eagles. Give me Philly. I got the Eagles also. Be Vikings. Packers, Falcons.
1: I'll take Green Bay.
0: Green Bay also. Be Falcons. Bills, Raiders. We all got the Bills. Right. Actually, actually, give me Raiders. Give me Raiders. You want the Raiders? Raiders, I change it. All right, go, yeah, go ahead, swap that. Uh, Bengals, Ravens. I I'll take Baltimore. Give me Bengals. I got the Ravens. Um, Seahawks. Lions. 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 Give me lions. I got the Lions also.
1: Uh, hmm. Hmm. I'm gonna go Seattle. I just think I think Pete Carroll's a better coach than Dan Campbell. Okay.
0: Uh, Texans. Colts.
1: Indy. Oh wait, no, 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 no. no. I'll take you.
0: Give me the Colts. Give me the Colts. I'm taking the Texans. They're gonna surprise a lot of people this season. <laughs> Chiefs, Jags. This will be a good game.
1: All right, Casey. They but, bounce back.
0: It's, it's Jacks, it's Jacks. I yeah, got Jags. Kay- yeah, Casey is all as well.
1: Yeah, bounce back one for the for the for the for the uh, Chiefs,
0: especially after they got uh they signed. Uh, what was his name? Jones. Chris Jones. Yep. Chris Jones and what is is? Uh,
1: their tight end going to be back this game as well. He. I would have to confirm that. He may be week to, he may be week, to week, so we they, don't know they that. Need entirely, but they
0: need yeah, him. They need him. he definitely could be used. Uh, Chargers-Titans. We Chargers. Yeah, I'll take the Chargers. I'm taking the Titans. I know Tannehill is old, but D-Hop still has fire, and I wouldn't sleep on the King in Derrick Henry. I think okay. he's to tote the ball on this Chargers defense because though they're not abysmal, I do think there there's some weakness there, and they'll be able and he'll be able to get that run off.
1: Can you identify where? Because because when you when I read the list off, you got Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack, Devin James, and Junior, Kenneth Murray. Uh, uh, I believe they also have. Uh, China, or, you know, I think China went elsewhere. But, it, you know, they definitely have a loaded roster on defense. So can you identify where, they, where that weakness is?
0: So when I look at this defensive roster, roster, right, what I mainly see is those QB pressures and things of that nature, right? Okay. You, they have that strength off the edge, right? But on the inside, that's where you see those deficiencies. That's what I think.
1: Okay. Um, I will say the Dolphins have one of the more premier offensive lines in the NFL, but I don't think you can say the same about who they're playing again? Uh The Titans. Yeah, I definitely don't think you can say the same thing about Tennessee. But hey, I would love to see a Chargers L, but I just don't think that'll happen. And that's what we'll see this upcoming week. We'll see. Okay. Well, Bears
2: Bucks. <laughs> uh.
1: uh Oh, boy. What did I put on there? Did I make a big hit? Yeah, yeah. I'll stick with that. I'm going to take Tampa Bay. Yeah, I think it
0: was bucks all across the board here. Okay. Giants, Cardinals. Uh,
1: Giants by 50.
0: Giants. <laughs> I'm taking the Cardinals. Let me explain why. Okay. The Cardinals did not look too bad this first game against uh, the Commanders. And uh, though they are coming off a 40-point loss, I don't think they got that dog in them. You know that they were just in the playoffs. Be that as it may, a 40-point loss is a 40-point loss. Didn't Chal get blown
1: out and run there by Jacksonville before?
0: Listen, we we're talking about <laughs> things that aren't relevant to the season.
1: The past is the past. Exactly. So the pass L they took is a pass L. They're facing the worst team in the league right now. I don't think the Cardinals are the worst team in the league right now. Who do you got finishing with the first overall pick this year? (laughs) The Cardinals. Okay. So.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. Not necessarily. With the first overall pick? Yeah. Uh, It might be. It might be the
1: Panthers. Well. If that's the case, I doubt Dusty. I doubt that's the case. Think it might be the Ravens, but But,
2: uh, that's that's
1: that's hate. You don't even
0: believe the words that are coming out of (laughs) your mouth, is that? That's fine. That's fine. We
1: we can revisit this later in the season. What I was going to say was, um, yeah, I just don't think the Cardinals have it. I don't think Josh Dobbs is really a. He's a competent QB. He's very intelligent, but I don't think he is someone you should hit your ragged on. And they said Kyler Murray will play when he's healthy, but even, even still, um, one year, less than a year removed from an ACL tear, I'm sure the talent is not. You know, I'm sure it's still not going to be the Kyler Murray of old. At least not right away. So, I'm just very concerned for the Cardinals. But not really, because I'm sure they're going to tank for the first pick. So, yeah.
0: Be that as it may, you got to look at the assets they have around them. They still have Zach Ertz. They still got Marquise Brown. And they still (laughs) have the running back. Blanking on the net.
1: James Conner's okay.
0: And they still got James Conner. And what we saw is that they were... More so, the QB is probably going to be more so facilitating, like you were speaking of earlier, rather than being that attacking or
1: prerogative. Okay. Well, you know, who do you win again? Just so um am Cardinals versus Giants. Yeah. I don't think the Giants defense is going to lay down for the Cardinals, especially when um they traded for Isaiah Simmons, who was a first round draft pick from the Cardinals a couple of years ago. So I'm sure he has a lot of tape on them and that'll show itself in this matchup. Okay. We'll we'll see this upcoming week. For all 49 sure. right. ers Rams.
2: I'm taking, the,
0: I'm taking the Rams. <laughs> take 49ers. <laughs> like
2: a, take the 49ers. I'm taking
0: the 49ers. The 49ers right now are the number one ranked power overall power ranking team. And soon I hope you become a believer in Brock Purdy. Yeah. All right. Jets versus Cowboys.
2: Can we all collectively uh, say? That was. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's it's cowboys across the board.
1: Yeah, that was. Uh, Commanders versus Broncos. Oh boy, um, I I'm I'm gonna go with Washington, but I think it's gonna be a close game. I'm gonna go with the Commanders as well. to be a close game. Mm-hmm.
2: You said, hold on, who? Commanders, bro.
1: Denver, Denver and Washington.
2: Denver. Fair. Why do you
1: say Denver. I like, I like, I like it. It's valid. Yeah, uh, it is. I mean, I think Denver of last year is already better. I mean, never this year is already better than Denver of last year, just because of who's calling the plays. So, I mean, they could easily come come out and just start guns of guns boys but um, yeah, I'm gonna just pick the. I'm gonna pick uh the currently undefeated team to the Romanian undefeated and that's
0: hey that recency bias is
1: crazy could be could be
0: all right patriots and dolphins
1: I'll take two and Dolphins, two. I'll, dolphins take, I'll take I'll yeah I'll take two in the game. Patriots oh. look good though. Well don't get me mistaken oh, but they tough. look good but I'm gonna take two. Saints versus Panthers. I'm taking the Romans Taking Nola as well.
0: And then last but not least, Browns versus Steelers. Taking Browns.
1: I got the Browns in the close game.
0: I'm taking the Steelers here. I'm seeing a bounce back. I don't see Mike Tomlinson um, not adjusting from this week and moving accordingly. They got some good weapons and yes, they got a young QB, but I think he has grit and he's going to get out there and beat the Browns.
1: Hey, that's, that's cool with me. I'm a believer in Kenny Pickett, but, uh,
0: yeah, I'll leave it there.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but all right, to pivot a little bit away from just talking about the NFL, let's talk about this new look. Undisputed versus First Take. Which one do you guys like better? What do you guys like seeing? Not, um,
2: I, I might be biased, but I miss the old Skip and Shannon. Undisputed. It just you know I'll just wake up every after after the, after the Sunday night game. I wake up every Monday, and it's. Watch them, you know, just shoot the shit. Now, let's put Shannon and uh, what, Stephen A. It's cool. It's, it's lit. It's, it's lit. Don't get me wrong. But it's just not the same type thing. It's not the
1: same. You know, whenever whenever there's change, there's oftentimes a adjustment period. And both programs are going through that adjustment period in real time. Um. You got Shannon was calling Skip Stephen A. up. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Shannon was calling right. Stephen A. Skip a couple of times by mistake. Even today, I think he, yes, mistake, he we did it. Yeah. And you know, of course, it's an honest mistake. But you can see that 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 past chemistry, that past chemistry, will continue to show itself for some time. And ironically enough, Steve uh Stephen A. also has some some history with the Skip as well. So it's like almost like. You know that 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 leaking piece, as the two of them kind of find their groove, and then on the opposite end, uh, Keyshawn Johnson, Richard Sherman, uh, who's the other guy with the skip? It's one other guy.
2: My dear, my dear.
1: Michael Irvin. Thank you. You know, it's a cowboy, so I didn't care. Um, Michael Irvin. You know, seeing seeing that seeing that uh that four man tandem go to work is you know growing pains. Personally I think
2: skip show is like not even a show no more if you if you like watch it.
1: Oh yeah. He's kind of he's the B mic to all his co hosts. But yeah. I think he's okay with that. I think he's I think his face is a selling point. Yeah. And I mean I can't be mad because he's putting a lot of but he's putting a lot of black people in good positions. I mean they are they're already in good positions, but you know what I mean. You can't. You can always be in the better one. So you know, Key, Mike, Sherm, Wheezy, uh, you know, they all seem to be taking advantage of this opportunity. So I can't even be mad at it. Firstly, Bye-bye. I like the
0: changes. I like seeing Shannon with uh, Stephen A. I was watching it earlier today, and yeah, there's a couple of hiccups in, the, in there, but they they have good chemistry and they feed off each other's energy. What they're even taking private jet flights out to what the Colorado, Colorado game yeah. and things of that nature? Mm-hmm. It's like they've been boys this whole time and they finally get to work together. It's gonna oh, take yeah a second for them to meld together, but I think ultimately they will be a good fit. And I still and I like what uh sh- uh Skip got going on, especially with that new Lil Wayne intro. So for sure, I'm here for it. I
2: had to pay enjoy watching first take more just because I I enjoy Shannon. Uh, yeah. I like. I like uh Stephen AT, but he's also a religious cowboy hater, so <laughs> don't really fuck with you like that, but
1: so. Well, you know, yeah, you got you got the Cowboys, you got the Cowboys Cavalry with the Sherman. I mean with uh cavalry, skipping earth and uh I think Keyshawn Johnson was a former cowboy as well. Um I think Sherman, no not sure it was Thomas. I'm pretty sure. Richard Sherman has some type of rapport with the Cowboys, even though he never played there. I'm sure Richard has.
0: Sherman has a Southern accent, so he got to I mean,
1: be from close to Texas. He's from Cali, but um. Oh really? To, yeah. Why? Why he sound like that? Hey man, mm-hmm. he's from Cali. He went to Stanford. Um, but uh, I say all this to say, I think both both Skip and Shannon are very, Skip Stephen a., and Shannon are all. Well trained in sports media, and you know with change comes opportunity when the opportunity now You have to answer. So I'm looking forward to seeing what what the project is. Absolutely, definitely looking forward to it. Um. Next, oh, I will, to, I will also ahead. add. It looks like Shannon is a part time on the first stick. I think he does Tuesdays, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yeah. And, he still has his own uh Shay Shay Venture. He recently partnered with uh Colin Coward, and that's kind of interesting because Colin Coward is under FS1. It's very interesting. I don't want to get into politics or sports media, but it's just it's just dope to seeing all these guys pack with their own endeavors here and there. So salute. Absolutely, absolutely.
2: Just real quick before we I feel like we're gonna jump off the topic of NFL soon. Like, what would your Top five power winkers right now, just after week one. So,
0: spit your top five teams. All right, go ahead, Brian. I was going to let you lead the way there, Dan. I had to think for a second. But I I got you. I got you. Number one, I'm definitely going 49ers. Number two, I want to go Miami. Number three, hmm. Number three, I want to go the Jags right now. Number four, Ravens number five, Cowboys.
2: All right, so he obviously not
1: serious. All right, Dad, go ahead, Dad, go ahead. See, I was just trying to make sure they they made his list. I was getting worried. Uh, number one, I'm gonna take Dallas just because a 40 burger in week one on the road. This you you got to under that. So number one, I'm gonna take Dallas. Number two, um, it would have to be the San Francisco Jacksonville. I think it's San Fran because they also got the got the big W on the road. Number three, I'm looking at Philly just because that, that was a really good game. Four, no, no, no. Number three, I'm going to take Miami. Number four, I'm going to take Philly. And then number five, uh, man. Hmm. Might have to be the Jets, man, because, you know, losing A-Rod on the first – on the first drive and again, the overtime W that's how I forgot about
2: the Browns.
1: Yeah. I'm, I went to the Jets number five.
2: All right. uh, Me and Dan, me and Dan always had the same exact list. Obviously I got the Cowboys one 49ers two, got the Dolphins three. I got the Eagles four. I got the Browns five. And if I had to do a six person, I'll put the Rams up there right now.
1: Oh, Oh, I can't argue with that. I can't argue with that either. Um, but, yeah it's looking it's a little kid things are looking up despite all the injuries the NFL still the NFL and you know it's uh Sundays Sundays are lit again <laughs> so I'm looking forward to this Thursday where we got um what is it the Eagles on the uh, what's the Thursday night regiment mm-hmm. who's playing this Thursday oh Vikings Eagles the Eagles and the Vikings, so I'm looking forward to that. You know, Kirk Cousins, well, when it's not 1 o'clock, Kirk Cousins forgets how to, forget to, to play football, so it's looking like that's going to hold true this Thursday, but we'll have to wait and see.
0: We will definitely have to wait and see for that. But to pivot a little bit here, Dan, you were talking about the Bishop Sycam- Sycamore High documentary to me.
1: Yeah, BS High. Um <laughs> Um, if you haven't watched this on Max, it's another an ad, but I think it's a good watch. Uh, this Roy Johnson fellow, he's on one man. Like he essentially, well, he did this twice. The first time, it kind of it didn't really work out. But the opened of a fake school, uh, brought in you know troubled troubled youth underprivileged youth, and coordinated a a quote unquote football team. And he did it for a financial gain. He exploited the kids in in a number of ways, um, you know, from PPP loans to 101 different things. And, he, and the claim is, you know, he didn't really break any laws, which is true. But, uh, you know, ethically, he did a lot of uh, head shaking stuff. So I'm not going to go into detail. It's a good watch. I think, you know, if you follow the Bishop Sigamore story, that's a good watch to get some information. Uh but yeah, I mean that's all we got on BS High. It's on Max. So check it out. All right, cool. Then to
0: pivot from there, um Coco Joff is the oh. youngest US Open winner since Serena Williams. Um she's 19 and Serena Williams was 17 when she did it in ninety-nine.
1: I mean, I mean, just say black people can do everything in the world, and it just shows itself time and time again. So I love my black people finding success in different fields. So it's a Cocoa cool, cool, golf. Uh, we love you, sis. We We hope you keep working. Uh, yeah, you know, tennis is you know tennis is a dope sport, and seeing her basically first out of high school, make history already. The best is yet to come. That's what, that's what that's telling me. So I'm looking forward to seeing what she does in the future. And I hope she can lead the next generation of great athletes. So, yeah. Absolutely. And she
0: took home a purse of three mil and she was on live talking about she doesn't know what to even do with this much money. Man, I love some. I love some. some. Yeah, gr- Love to see black excellence and especially the youth going out there and doing great things. She- Absolutely. Ooh. And keeping to that same uh tune of tennis, uh Djokovic uh now has the most grand slams in history. Nova uh, Djokovic is a bad boy, man. It's a bad man right there, very bad man.
2: Bad
1: man. <laughs> He's a bad man. I again I don't follow tennis heavy, but um Novak Djokovic has the name Novak Djokovic has been in my, in within my range of understanding for at least fifteen years now. No, even more than that, maybe even like close to twenty years now. Um, he's definitely one of the ones if there's a tennis Mount Rushmore, you could definitely put his face up there, and not too many people would disagree with you. Uh, you can't argue with. You can't deny his success. He has the most grand fun titles in any one period. And he's only 36. So I'm sure he has a couple more years ahead of him.
0: Absolutely. Federer is playing well into his 40s. Um, And for those who don't know, a Grand Slam is comprised of winning in one year, the U.S. Open, Wimbledon, the Australian Open, and the French Open. So he's done that what 20, you
1: said 24 times. Let me confirm. He's the first man to win three grands. Well, he won three in the season. And oh, yes. And he's done that 24 times, yes. So he he's done three grands fans and in, in the same tennis season. Not sure how the tennis season works. Um he's the oldest he's the oldest player to win the US Open. So yeah, he's he's just Defying the odds and making history every time he steps on the court. It's amazing. Absolutely.
0: Definitely looking forward to seeing more from him. And um, shout out to the local talents out there and uh, Tiafo. Um, Big Phil,
1: you're Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: One day we got to get you on the pod, but that's a story for another time.
1: Hey, man, if you listen to this, I'm – Absolutely open to agreeing, uh, getting you on here, hearing your story. You know, BG County legend and DV legend, we would love to get you on here, absolutely. But we have one uh viewer question. Um, all right, let's set the, te- let's set the temperature. Where we at?
0: Who is better, Miles Garrett or TJ Watt,
1: over the course of their entire careers? Like a person. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna let the the resident D wyman answer this question first. So right now, I would definitely say,
0: I definitely view. Hmm, well, I gotta think about it from a stats perspective, right? Because I wanna say Miles Garrett just as a reflex reaction, but let me look at this holistically,
1: right? Let me sure. look at their stats. Sure but as far as like technique and just ability what do you see in Miles Garrett and TJ Watt that you think is like the um you know that sets them apart amongst the rest i would say just looking at
0: miles garrett versus uh tj watt i'd say what sets miles garrett apart is definitely that size and strength um mm-hmm. overall he's definitely shown to He's definitely a bigger body, and what former? What was he a number one overall pick? Indeed. Yeah. So he has that size, uh, stamina, and you even saw versus uh, the the Bengals. He plays with his opponents, and it's mm-hmm. some. I mean, through the course of this season, if you want to look at that alone, it's definitely Miles Garrett is on top, but de- definitely over the future outlook of their career i wouldn't sleep on tj watt um right now i want to say that miles garrett will probably be better for the foreseeable future like uh closer to now but definitely it'll definitely be a toss-up uh going into the future as tj watt is definitely like uh holds like a pivotal role for Mm -hmm. the steelers and Especially as time passes, because we've seen that steel the Steelers defense, it's definitely held strong and and true through time. So definitely, I think TJ Watt, he might get one over on Miles Garrett overall in that debate. But what do you guys think?
1: Well, Zay, aren't you a former linebacker?
2: Yeah, I'm a linebacker. I like TJ Watt.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think TJ Watt all around is the uh has been better. You know, um. Besides the injuries, I think he's just an all-around better DN at his position. You know, I think he's the closest to the the, the great Adam Donald.
1: Hmm. I oh, so,
0: I just got to okay. read on their stats. I just realized that they've been in the league the same amount of time. So, Miles um, Garrett's stat line is 265 combined tackles and assists. Oh, no, this is combined tackles, um, 86 assists, and 75.5 sacks. And TJ Watt is 338 uh tackles, 90 assists, and 80.5 sacks. So by the numbers right now, TJ Watt is better. But I just overall tend to favor defense the defensive end position pr- personally. But definitely by the stats, TJ Watt is better in terms of over overall impact and how they're being perceived and shaping a defense. I definitely am favoring uh Miles Garrett right now.
1: What were you about to say, Dan? Um, I mean, if you compare the defense the defensive lines, in mean, Cleveland, I mean, outside of Miles Garrett, there's not really much else to talk about. I know previously Davion Klane was there. Olivier who was there for a little bit as well. And I think uh some other you know, some, you know decent these de- decent uh pass rushers were on that deep line, but in Pittsburgh you got Cam Hayward, and uh, he's still one of the ones for sure. So imagine it could be it could be better or worse. Like T.J. Watt was on the lesser talented de- defensive front in comparison to um the one he is on currently. So that's just something to think about as well.
0: Definitely true, definitely true. But I believe that is all we got for you guys this week. Thank you guys for listening to the Fever Pitch podcast this week. Um, If you aren't already, follow us on Instagram at Fever Pitch Pod. And on our Instagram, that's where you can submit questions so that you can be featured at the end of the podcast. Um, I forgot to do it this week, but in the future we'll be doing Instagram shoutouts with the questions as well. So Be sure to put your Instagram down and yeah, submit questions. But overall, thank you guys for listening to the Fever Pitch podcast and peace.